the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, live. Care to participate in the show? It's 312-642-5600. Now, I had to miss last week because I went to work, and what a week it was to miss. It was the beginning of the extortion parade. I know they're called protests, but I was a little confused at the protests. I really, really was. Because I don't know anybody that didn't agree that Floyd was murdered. I, I, I'm not kidding you. From policemen that I know to criminals that I know, I don't know anyone that didn't think that that man was murdered. Now, we also were kind of aware that they didn't just happen on the scene, that there was probably some reason that the police were there. Rarely do they drive by and decide they want to get out of their air-conditioned car and spill their coffee. They are looking to get by and, you know, protect when they have to, but they're not picking fights per se. Now, does it happen? Yes, it does. Because as we know, one thing I've always done is I don't give virtue to occupations. I give it to specific people, as I've always done. But this has spawned a reaction that I think most of us find shocking on some level. Some of us recognize it for what it is, which is an extortion play. Because as you listen from city alderman to mayor to governor, what is the one thing they want to throw at the so-called protesters to quiet them down? Resources, 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 resources. Rather than looking at the fact we give one trillion dollars now, to a various degree of welfare programs and so-called resources, where they pick and choose winners and losers, where they take from one section of society and they give it to another section. So all of this call for racism, the end of racism, that's not really what they want. It's not what the politicians want. That's not what the protesters want. It's not the racism they're against. It's who gets to wield it they are against. You coming for me? took longer than I thought it would. So, as most of you know, and as uh, many of you are aware, and you come and see me, I own a little cigar store, real estate's the real job, little cigar store in Elmhurst, which is an upper crust neighborhood of some sorts. It's, ironically, it started out as a blue collar neighborhood. It's a nice little place, though. It's a nice, wonderful neighborhood, and um, it has a wonderful, eclectic group of people. There are truly, from poor people to very mega rich people and all in between. 100% genuine train noise. Yes, trains are, are there. And I have always had a habit of treating people 
on their own character, on their own person, and what they say, and what they think, and what they do. I've been blessed that way. I never really was dumb enough to be a racist, because really, that's what it is. It's stupidity. The idea we think one group of people all act one way, and all think one way, and are all one kind of person, shows you the kind of stupidity that makes for political parties, and for the support of those political parties. And as you know, if you listen to this show, I reject it. And I've always rejected it. So I'm going to tell you a little story that's happened because it's really irking me. I'm being intimidated or the attempted. It's hard to be intimidated by a woman in size 18 sweatpants or yoga pants. I find it not intimidating, just not appetizing. That's me. And they're coming in my store and they're dropping off posters because there is going to be another protest. I flew home specifically because there was one on Tuesday that really didn't go anywhere couple of hillbillies walking around with their shirt off and happened to get a phone slapped out of their hand by my buddy's son. But they, it didn't go anywhere. It wasn't anything. But like everybody else, we were nervous because we've been watching the looting that's been characterized as peaceful riots or peaceful protests, excuse me. So, you know, we were a little apprehensive. So in the store, we had a few people. And now days have gone by and there's going to be another one. So I'm given, the, these people walk in and their family from around the area, they're walking and they want me to put this poster of the, the fist with the Black Lives Matter. Well, I've been very consistent throughout my time on this earth. Everybody's life matters. Everybody. Even the, the 37 or 38 or 42 or 28, whatever it is, that's going to get shot this weekend by other people of the same race that nobody wants to march in those neighborhoods though, huh? It's easy to go to Hinsdale and Oak Brook, Gold Coast and Elmhurst. Let's get the family out. We'll make little signs and we'll feel good about our own character flaws. And that's the broader point I want to discuss. Yep. See, because I've, joined, I've always judged people by who they were specifically, I've actually associated with people of minority races. And when I first bought the Elmhurst Cigar House in particular, I have a dear friend of mine who I love, like a brother. He's been in my house. I've been in his house. He knows my kids. I know his kids. We talk to this day. He's moved, was smart enough to take my advice and move to Florida. We talk to this day. However, six years ago when I bought the Elmhurst Cigar House, my friend was the first one there in the morning and sometimes the last to leave. And he would walk in through the front door, the Elmhurst Cigar House. And these very women in their extremely large yoga pants with their ugly kids, these very women who want a virtue signal to me today, would look at him as if he stole their purse. These very women would clutch their kid closer to them and walk across the street. They looked at him with contempt. These very frauds today. Well, but that's why they're being frauds now, right? It's an expression of their own guilt. It's an expression of their own insecurity. It's an expression of their own prejudice. And you jumped the gun, Macbeth. You gave the answer away to the people because that's what you're seeing in mass, whether it's D.C., whether it's Chicago, whether it's L.A., these are people guilty of their own feelings because they didn't have the integrity, the character to judge people in the first place. So they have the, the gall, the unmitigated gall to accuse others or to accuse a country of being racist when it's them themselves that can't live with themselves. Now imagine, I mean, we've Six. all seen the, the crowds on TV, right? There's, there's hundreds of thousands of people Please. in some cases. Imagine how much gang violence could happen if those crowds were rocking through, you know, West Garfield Park or, you know, Lawndale. 
how much gang violence could you really perpetrate with tens of thousands of people walking the street saying, no, 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 we're not going to tolerate this anymore? Because it, they really do need to see that there is no differentiation. If, if you care, you care. First of all, I, if you don't care, you don't care. And if you want to push a political agenda, then that's fine. Let's just be honest about it. But this is something you're either ingrained with in your own character to judge people on yeah. who they are versus what they are. Yeah. Right. But the idea that the least among us and the, and the true racists among us now write on a little piece of paper, Black Lives Matter, and somehow they're going to guilt people like me who have lived this way for as long as I've been conscious. And this goes for other dear friends of mine from neighborhoods that would have been categorized as somewhat racist. Yet we treated each and every one of them as individuals. And if by chance there was an issue that was dealt with as well. But the idea now that what we're seeing isn't the 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 absence of racism. It's the demand and the call to wield racism, to take from one race, to give to another for crimes that the people you're taking from didn't commit but you suspect them to, to have committed them because you deep down feel that way. And that, my man, is absolute and total Marxism. And that is all this is. This is socialism, Marxism, and absolute tyranny on display. Well, and, you know, be, they better be careful what they, they don't get what they wish for. You start defunding the police. Go ahead. Yeah. You think it's going to affect me? But that's, that, that whole thing is the basis of white privilege right this this idea that there is this abstract thing that you are guilty of no matter who you are where you came from or what you've done you're guilty of simply because you benefit from it right so we're going we're going to place that upon you now you're the bad guy and you should do what we tell you i've been a proponent it is it is the same thing that they've done with you know oh you're an oil executive you're evil you should listen to what we say oh you're a private business owner well you're evil you should it's always the same thing i've judged everyone and everything based on what they are. I've never made group judgments. Right. And I'm very proud of that. And I still don't do it to this day. You know, Macbeth, when guys walk in my store and they got the neck tattoos, I, I, I know what the reaction would be. Yeah. I don't have that. And you, I, I wish I had people to testify on my behalf. But it is the truth. And that is why I live a, a, a life of clear conscience. Well, I've made want- my judgments. And, and by the way, that's not to say I can't identify scumbags. Right. For instance, the scum that break the store windows, that rob the freight trains, that beat the people. You're scum regardless of your race. Black, white, brown, yellow, I don't care. Scum. All equal in the eyes of scumminess. And, and that's the hardest thing for me to tolerate now. That I must avert my lying eyes. That I am not to believe what I see. Because I have some monotone talking mannequin in some button-up suit tell me, these are peaceful protests when they are nothing more than extortion parades meant to extort money. It's all it's all about. 312-642-5600. You we'll be big back. dummy. <laughs> this is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that. You know, it was something to behold. As I don't care what station. You know, I, I, as you know, I like to watch them when I drive. Whether it's Fox or the Crypt Keeper Martha Raddis, whether it's Fired Up on Flannery, who's doing it. It's even less interesting now that he's in his closet doing it. And um, it's just always boils down to money yet for some reason 
No one wants to recognize the failure of the system we've already created that have built these very ghettos. The reason that these problems exist is because government built them. You've structured a society that doesn't have to do anything, doesn't have to improve itself or produce anything. It just exists. And then we turn a blind eye as clearly, clearly illegal practices go on. And I don't just mean what uh, is the biggest contributor to Alderman, the corner drug dealing. We all know that's gone on for 70 years. Let's pretend that these are just, it's the Jets. What was that? uh, Remember in West Side Story? The, the two gangs, the Jets and the Jets and the Sharks. The Jets and the Sharks. They're just fighting over over a, a one little sexy girl and a sock hop. They're not fighting over drug ter- territory. No, no, no. It I has think nothing to do with drugs. Have you ever seen West Side Story? I'm pretty sure Years they were ago. fighting over all the different like hairdressing shops or something. I think it was Natalie Wood. Ah, it could have been. Yeah, and Christopher Walken and her husband were fighting over at the end. They were fighting over the yeah, life preserver. She, was a, she yeah. caused a lot of problems. Apparently. All right, let's go to the phones. By the way, 312-642-5600. Denise, how are you? Hi, Sean. This is Denise Hi. from Norwich. Uh-huh. And uh, I would just like to say that I agree with you wholeheartedly. These are not riot uh, protests. They're rioters. And they don't talk about the many hundreds, you know, through the years, the hundreds and hundreds of Blacks who are killed by blacks. Oh, you don't have to go through the years. You could go through the weekend. This weekend they, alone. They don't talk about that. This, and I agree. This is all a money scheme, to what they want. Why what else? about me? What about my poor kids? Well, well you listen. Know, our taxes are going to go up. Who's going to clean up all this mess? That's white privilege. My taxes will go up. Yeah, that's white privilege. Here, in this week, in the city of Chicago. I don't have no white privilege. You sure? I'm a poor girl. Well, listen. In this week in the city of Chicago, 167, and that's just a week from the 31st of last month to the 6th, which is yesterday, 167 were shot in Illinois. 167, 32 total homicides. This has nothing to do with the riots or some low-life policeman who, by the way, Denise, I think everybody understands it. He shouldn't have been on of his neck. He was wrong. He definitely killed him, and he should be prosecuted. Right but you know, you noticed someone should have beat beat the cop. Yeah. Someone should have shot the policeman yeah. right then and there. Well, he Denise, was wrong. that gets frowned upon. But yes, you're right. And the main thing is, he should be prosecuted, and so should the other police, and they will be. But agreeing with the point of of the protest isn't enough. What it's going to take to quiet this down is very simple. They're telling you they just want more money. So somebody name a price. I get it. Like, it's like negotiating in Vegas. Name your price, and I'll pay you. That's all this is. Thank you, Denise, exactly. for calling the show. I appreciate it. The idea that, did you see on every show, I was flipping around, McBeth, every talking mannequin was calling this a peaceful protest with some, some that were rioting and some wrongdoers. It's almost as if in 1968, and by the way, it's that same format of the Weather Underground. If you remember correctly, the Weather Underground went to the Gold Coast to destroy and attack innocent people. Kind of like now. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And yet it's the same solution they're looking for. But you know why I like to talk about the 60s? A little more genuine. Not only were the protesters smarter, better people, and more informed, but their leaders were. And that's why 
Everyone says, oh, you know, you must have a, a certain privileged life. Well, I didn't have a privilege. I'm very proud that I didn't. And I, I really looked into the historical turmoil throughout America. I found it fascinating. And one guy I found fascinating was a guy who started out as a leader of black people, a guy who spoke up when nobody spoke, and he spoke differently than the rest. He, uh, I have to tell you, McBath, I listened to a lot of his speeches, and I was rather impressed with a lot of what he said. And this most of all, because as most of us are interacting, we have married the phony socialist trust fund limousine liberal that's in our family. By the way, they're not liberals. I hate that. They're socialists. They're people who believe you don't have the right to think what you think. On everything from the flu to race relations to your money. See, it's only if these limousine liberals controlled society it would be much better. But you know what I loved about this particular black leader? He was way onto it. Can you hit it so I can uh, hit my guy here? You can't hit it? No. Why can't you hit it? I don't know. It's not playing. You want to hit it? All right. Come on, Sean. There are many whites who are trying to solve the problem, but you never see them going under the label of liberals. That that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. He's the most deceitful. He's like a fox, and a fox is almost is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf. You can see the wolf coming. You know what he's up to, but the fox will fool you. He comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth, you think he's smiling. You take him for a friend. That's Malcolm X. Malcolm X was so ahead of the game on how white limousine liberals would use these kind of tragedies to not only buy off certain races so that for a millennium they vote with one party without thought, building the Chicago Democrat mafia, not just that, but so that they themselves could profit from keeping them down in poverty. And that's exactly what's happened. They're very comfortable in their Oak Parks, in their Wilmettes, in their Evanstons, in their Elmhursts. They're very comfortable there. But you could see the look on their face when they come across one in their own neighborhood. Except for these causes. When they get to intimidate the rest of us who have had our own life experiences and carry our own judgment, they're ready, willing, and able to tell you you're not entitled to that judgment. Because they are the ones who are. And that's all you see today as, as, as America is spiraling into a chaos that is really about what? Because it's 2020. We're supposed to be so progressive. You just got rid of eight years of Barack Obama. Hope and change. I don't know. Does it look like hope and change or does it look like 60 years ago? It sure looks like 60 years ago. It looks to me like the arguments are the same. It looks to me like the people making the arguments are the same. And it looks to me like the solution is the same. Yet no matter how many trillions you give away, you can't give dignity, not even if you fake it, Oak Parkers. You don't have the decency to look at a man and judge him on his own actions because that has to go harshly. For instance, if you do that, if you judge a man on his own actions, you can say two things can live in the same universe. In other words, George Floyd was murdered. By a bad acting cop, no question about it. And George Floyd had a history of being a bad dude. Can you believe it? Bad things can happen to bad people. It's a shame. I, I, I certainly didn't wa- never wanted to see him or anybody else killed for no reason. A $20 bill. But that's not what the police call was. The police call wasn't a $20 bill. 
The police call was he was acting erratically. And now after two autopsies, we now know it was methamphetamine and fentanyl. Not, it's not a cocktail. It's not a martini he had. And I'm not suggesting his behavior resulted in him be, it should have resulted in his death, but it should have resulted in his arrest. All of a sudden, you want to defund the police? Really? You want to defund the police? You think these marches are going to happen when you defund the police? Or you think shop owners, unlike, I mean, I, I have to tell you, Macbeth, when you're going to threaten my place of business or me or my family, you better come strong, kid. You better come strong. And not these Antifa punks. And that's all they are. They're absolute and total rabble-rousers. I still can't hit the buttons. Can you, can you let me so I can hit the buttons here? You can hit buttons. No. Yes. You're going to argue with me? I'm hitting the button. Start calling your roll. Come on. <laughs> the point is, Project Veritas went into Antifa. They're coached on how to cause this kind of action. They're coached on this violence. They're coached on this looting, on this rabble-rousing. This has been around since the first movement of not just the weather underground, but the first movement of the socialist takeover of America. Because all this is, and all you're witnessing, is the paramilitary arm of the Socialist Party. Antifa isn't about anti-fascism. They want fascism. It's just despicable. We better figure out what this is and combat it intellectually rather than trying to quiet people down by even entertaining an idea of defunding the police that protect you against them. Liberty Hour, 312-642-5600. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some man you just can't reach. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. This might be one of my favorite ones being happened. New York, two lawyers, the anti-police protests, and a Molotov cocktail attack. These are two lawyers. Colin Ford Mattis, 32, Ivy League educated corporate lawyer in Brooklyn. Chatted for an hour on the phone. They discussed George Floyd's death. Yada, yada, yada. Her name is Orojo Ramen, 31. And she looks just like her name sounds. I like ramen. I'll tell you what, boy. Especially the uh, the beef beef ramen. Straggly and bitter and under 60. Not good. They're, they're very young. So they had an idea. You know what their idea was? Uh, firebomb police? Uh, yeah, firebomb okay. police. And luckily, Seems reasonable. luckily, they were caught and arrested with Molotov cocktails. These are lawyers. Not just moron kids. I mean, the, the, the level of absolute and total chaos that we are allowing to hide in the Trojan horse of a tragedy, of an actual tragedy. Call it a protest when it has nothing to do but to intimidate and to extort funds. That's all they want. As far as the end of racism, if you actually listen, they want to use more racism. After all, isn't affirmative action the most racist law America has? Think about it. It's an actual law. It does three things when you really think about it. Number one, it takes away from your ability to choose who you want to hire. Number two, it puts in place somebody who shouldn't necessarily be there, who is not necessarily the best candidate, forever changing the trajectory of whatever that job is. 
whether it's a widget maker or an accountant. What you're basically saying is you as a private company or a government, because affirmative action is never more prevalent than in government, cannot hire the best person for that position. You must hire somebody specifically on race. That is the definition of racism. In essence, what it says is if you are of a different race, you cannot compete with the white man. And then on the other side of the coin, the white man has the white privilege. Well, how does he have the white privilege? If he can't compete for a job based on his ability and his character and his performance. See, that is racism. But the government gets to do it because, after all, don't they know what's best? Forget about the fact that they, how can I say this without swearing? Waste. I was going to do the, you know, the, the, I didn't want to do that. Waste trillions of dollars a year. Lose and fail at everything they did. And our reality today is proof positive that they're a failure. Because, by the way, they've been tweaking this system for 65 years. That's how long they've been intervening in our reactions with, with each other. Because we're not capable of that. We need these political prostitutes we call politicians to mitigate that. And by the way, the other thing you do is you backdoor nationalize the company. Which means the government has taken control of management decisions. That is absolute and total racism, extortion, and socialism. And how's it working for us? You're hard-pressed to find anybody who even wants to talk about it anymore. We don't even talk about it. And when this comes up, what's the reaction? You know what we need? More of it. And that's how you know you're going to fail for eternity. Jim, thanks for calling the Liberty Hour. How are you? How are you, my friend? Wonderful, wonderful. Good. Well, I had a nice evening tonight with a pretty uh, Vietnamese girl yeah. having dinner in a restaurant. I haven't done it for three months. Really? <laughs> in Wisconsin. What the date cost? Anyways, um, Go ahead. There was a uh, monument or some memorial in Boston Commons that was destroyed or vandalized that was dedicated to uh, black soldiers. It was called the 54th uh, Regiment or something. Mm-hmm. And these people went and, and, and you know, did damage to it like the other ones. The complete ignorance of what... Uh, you know what my favorite what my favorite act of vandalism is? Did you see that they damaged the Lincoln Memorial? I saw that, but I wasn't sure if it was real or not. So they damaged the Lincoln people. Memorial, right? And then uh, yeah. the mayor of Washington, D.C., the transgendering Marion Barry. By the way, the people of Washington, D.C., they're, they're almost as, as much of my favorite morons as Cook County voters. They elected Marion Barry after he got caught with the, with the crack. So there you go. I remember that. So I don't expect much from them. But this new dingbat they got is really kind of my favorite. Because you know that mural? By the way, that's what they're calling it. When they painted in the street in front of the White House, Black Lives Matter. Do you know that they contracted that? Did you know that Washington, D.C. mayor paid to have Black Lives Matter in yellow curb paint painted on the street and she paid Black Lives Matter for it? Well, at least it was OSHA yellow. You know, they're so calling it's, it a It'll be mural? very safe. It's a mural. Oh, it's a mural. Yeah. It's, it's just printed. It's a printed font. How these people could exist in the same universe where right is right and wrong is wrong shows you that doesn't exist. Right is not right and wrong is not wrong. If you are of a certain race, if you are of a certain political party, you have a whole new set of rules. And by the way, you get to trample on all those other people. 
That's racism, and we're right. practicing it. I'm sick of it, Jim. I really am. You can't, and I'm you sick can't say that. Of pansy footing around about it. You the can't. racist isn't me. The racist is the Oak Parker. When somebody of a mixed race knocks on my door at two in the morning, I open the door and say, "What do you want?" They call the police. It's not a proof speech. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. I got to tell you, I know I got calls online. I'm going to take them all in order. I have been so frustrated at the audacity of these people to insinuate that strangers that they don't know are racist and it's genetic of all of the ridiculousness. It's bad enough I have to look at you and pretend you're a serious intellect or a person that even gets to judge me that I have to take seriously. But you now have convinced these political prostitutes with the flying pig on his shirt. Did you see Pritzker with his triple with X Brooks brothers? Yeah, I did think. Uh, I how, many, how many suits had to die for that suit? To I live? know. that No, it's, he doesn't have the suit anymore. Please. That's, he's got the Brooks brothers shirt on triple X. And their their logo is a flying sheep. But I think after a double X, that thing becomes a flying pig. What do you think of that? I think I've turned a couple of uh, of the Izod gators into the, the Peter Pan yeah. alligator in my life, so I can't really... Yeah, talk. you turned them into the Florida gator. Yeah. Here's, the, uh, here's the thing, though. <laughs> his, his, his response was very simple. What we need is more resources. That's all we need. Just a little more resources. Don't and money we're gonna on that take fire. It, we're going to take it from the cops. Bart, how are you? I'm always happy to talk to you, baby. Ready to spark up a CAO flathead 660 nice. and dig the rest of your show, man. Thank you. Hey, Red you label or what? black? Red label. The right. flathead, the box press. No, I know. Yeah. They make a black one, too, but go ahead. All right. Black well, labels I, I'll matter. I'll look into that. All right. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> yeah, they do. I like how Here's offended thing, you got man, at that I'm question. To think, I think no lives matter. I think if you want your life to matter, contribute something positively. I'm a Mexican-American. My life doesn't matter to you unless I do say it could be a kind word or a cogent thought. Maybe I develop a skill. Maybe I can fix a car. But if I want my life to have meaning, I've got to imbue it with that. I don't because I can fog a mirror doesn't mean I'm entitled to anything. And it's despicable and it's not manly. I don't know what we've turned into. The greatest fear of government is not to be needed. The idea that you and I could get along without their intervention terrifies them. That's why it's in yeah. their best interest, Bart. It's in their best interest to stoke the flames of racism and to keep it strong and in place. That's why they want to wield it like a sword, like a weapon against us. And that's exactly what we're witnessing. Bart, thank you for hey, calling the hey, show. Sean, did you see, Sean, wait, did you yeah. see that in Bridgeport? Mm-hmm. My guys were walking around with bats, and Lightfoot's angry about that. I was hoping you're not going to loot. I had you're some, not looting. I had some crackpots in the Elmer Cigar House. Let me tell you something. I flew. I got it off the plane. I couldn't get an Uber. I'm arguing with Uber. I'm arguing with my wife who's calling me in the middle of it. I'm like, listen, I just want to get to my store because I'm under the impression it's going to be a riot, and I'm not concerned that they'll damage anything. Go ahead. I'm insured. I just want to get in the fight. I go there, and I can't even get in the fight. Very upsetting. But we were walking around strong. I was glad. Thank you. Janice, thanks for calling the show. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. I want to know how you feel about these protesters damaging all these businesses and not getting arrested. 
Well, that's and, the thing. It's a, hardworking people are getting arrested for just going to work. The government has picked sides, and they've picked the criminal over the worker. It's that simple. They picked the criminal over the property owner. They've picked the non-producer over the producer, just like they do in every scenario. Only this time, what they're saying is, you will not spend any time in jail. And by the way, three weeks ago, they told me if I went to work and opened my business, I was going to jail. That's how ridiculous our political... Come on. What do you expect, Janice? We've got trust fund babies and dimwits that through affirmative action have breezed through life. These are the ones in charge. Pritzker hasn't made a decision in his life. And if he did, it was bad ones. He couldn't figure out that the cream puff was more fattening than the strawberry. This is not a guy qualified to make decisions for us. So the problem is, Janice, they got all the power in the world. Because for the last three months, this good-for-nothing trust fund baby has locked me under house arrest and the rest of my fellow Illinoisans. The whole time hoping that this would happen so he could keep us in place. I mean, you really want to know what white, white privilege is, is the fact you don't have the chance to speak out because you're supposed to be intimidated. Because the reality is they've separated so many people and built up this persona that we're afraid to interact with each other. By the way, you don't think black people feel the way I do? I, I know about, I don't know, maybe 40 that do. Macbeth, how do your brothers feel? I'm talking to them specifically on this, but, but generally they don't like uh, government up in their business. Yeah. You know what I love about this? They would look at you and never knew you grew up in a house where black people were raised as your brother. Well, they are my brothers. Of course they are. And, and my sister. And, but the, more to the point, they're my nephews and nieces, too. But yeah. more to the point, I, we were also in an area that was, that was sort of degentrifying, if you will. There was an area that was going from redneck to, to largely yeah. black. And so there was a lot of tension that we were sort of in. We had stuff spray-painted on our garage. We sure. were getting in fights in the street. That was, that was my childhood. You ever notice the most neighborhoods with the, the, the largest amount of government help are the worst ones? You ever notice that? Oh, yeah, and they're usually white rural ones. Thank you, Janice, for calling the show. I appreciate it very much. We've got a full board here. we got time to go through some more? Mm, not really. I mean, we could try. How much time we got? Uh, we got about 45 seconds. Because I want to play this Neil. Play All Neil. Right. No, it's only 52. I don't want to short anybody. All right, All right. let's go to uh, Nick real quick. I'm sorry, buddy. we got a lot of breaks, so come on. Okay, this is Nick. I'm on? Yes. Yeah, you're yeah. on, baby. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, in the mid sixties, I was in my mid teens. The civil rights laws were passed, which gave advantages to people of black and Spanish surname. And now, fifty years later, I, I can see that it was necessary to do something. But are these people as oppressed now as they were then, and as disadvantaged now? That's the point I try to make. And uh, and that's Nick, it. So, they're and just got a great show, man. I love thank, you. Thank you, Nick. I really appreciate Nick it. Nick knows how to get more. to the point. They're just paid more. Love you, And buddy. that's all they want to do. They don't want to give these people dignity and self-respect. They want to pay them to pretend they have it. Because if they had it, we wouldn't be in this predicament. I'm sorry, we wouldn't. And if they, if we, if they had it, they'd be calling out this criminal behavior for exactly what it is. Extortion, intimidation, in hopes to reap benefits. This is organized crime, not a protest. 312-642-5600. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. All right, let's go right to the phone lines because I do so appreciate them. 312-642-5600. Got a little bit of a mouse problem. appreciate the phone lines? What's wrong with the mouse, kid? Can you get me, Eduardo? Nothing's wrong. You want him on the air? Get Eduardo. Done. Eduardo, 
Thank you for calling the show. Yeah, Sean. How are you? Good evening. I was watching 60 Minutes and Scott Pelley's getting upset because uh, people in San Antonio are opening up and he's concerned about uh, COVID-19 returning. Really, that, that brings me sad. <laughs> I mean, are you looking at the, at the, at the amount of people? In, in in groups that could care less about COVID-19. I mean, Did I send you the casting thing? Yes. Oh where he, it, 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 the one where he says that it's okay to protest because yeah, racism uh, yeah, is a Yeah, if you bit... go out a month ago, you're going to kill your grandma, but if you go out today, it's it's an absolute vital exercising of uh, constitutional rights. Now, that's the, the green energy heiress, Sean Caston? Mm-hmm, yes, yeah. The one I'm that Jeannie Ives is running against? So do me a favor, yeah. all of the housewives, with your full virtue. Remember that. Remember that the very guy that said you couldn't go out of your house, your husband couldn't go to work, and you were locked in, now says it's okay because you're so racist, he's willing to risk your life. I mean, isn't that in essence what he's saying? By his logic, yeah. Political prostitutes. For enough money, I'll get you to eat a banana, and next thing you know, I'll have a fruit salad. I guess you can't say that anymore. Eduardo, you just did. Let me ask you a question. Did you think... After Barack Obama and after all of the progressive achievements he made, I mean, after all, health care was a right. We've doubled what the money we give just in health care benefits in Medicaid. We've increased the, the Section 8 free housing. We've increased the money to schools. Right. They've got daycare now. What you drop your kid off. He's two weeks old. They change the diaper and everything. Yeah, what they want. What college assistant? You got half a half a whatever. It's all, all of that has increased. Why is it so much turmoil after Barack Obama and the Progressive Party has been in control of the welfare state for 50 years? Why are we still here? Yeah, they shall be happy. And uh, unfortunately, they're not. They're all living with their parents now because of this uh, failed policy. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Don't discount the ridiculousness that are raising these other kids of different ethnicities that are told by their parents it is virtuous for them to go out and accuse other adults who they don't know as being a racist because they happen to be white or Hispanic or anything other than black. Because I'm going to tell you, I am so offended at the idea that Chinese lives don't matter. Did you know that? Korean lives don't matter. Forget about the Puerto Ricans. Who cares? Only the black lives matter. Right? Because what's the percentage? Has anyone ever done the data of the percentage of how that breaks down? Has anyone ever looked at all of the shootings in the, in the ghettos of America, whether they be in New York or L.A. or Illinois? Those are my three favorites, the triple Lindy of failure of Democrat policies. What is the percentage of black people murdered, killed by other black people? What do you think it is? I'll bet you it's staggering. What do you say, Eduardo? Uh, I'm going to say 70, 80%. All right, look at that. See, that's how, that's how betting gets started. Thank you so much for calling the show, Eduardo. I really appreciate it. Um, all right, now I want to get to this clip. Do I have time for the clip, Daniil? I uh, barely. Keep go for it. Along. Just go for I it. I work for Black Lives Matter. I'm sorry that I scared you. Okay. But since I work for that company, my CEO has told me to come out today and to bring you on your knees because you have white privilege. So if they see that a white person is getting on their knees, that shows solidarity for the situation. The situation. And could you just please apologize for, you know, for your she white privilege? She gets on privilege? her knees, in case you're wondering. Just apologize? I am. I'm trying to think of the right words to say. Cause that's a, that's trying to think of the right words to it's, say. It's big. It comes from... It's so it's large in this country. She's also virtual signal. You know, with this country, we have that president, Donald Duck, that clown in office. 
You know, he's brought a lot of bigotry, and you're not a part of it, right? No, God. No. And so, you know, Thank just... Thank you. She's thanking Okay, him. you have a great day. I'll tell you what. I don't know what race he is, but that kid's a scumbag. And anybody who thinks like him, scumbag. And I'm guaranteeing you there's more whites than blacks. Am I a racist or do I just have good judgment? I could pick a scumbag out just from the sound of his voice. 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. He wants to show failures on the part of Democratic local leaders to throw red meat to his base. His goal is to polarize, to destabilize local government and inflame racist urges. And we can absolutely not let him prevail. And I will code what I really want to say to Donald Trump. It's two words. It begins with F and it ends with U. Classy. Classy, isn't she? There she is. The Honorable Beetlejuice. The Honorable. Do you believe that we have to call these buffoons, these lowlifes, honorable? We don't Whether it's to. her or the winner of the loin lottery or these 50 thieves we call aldermen or the fact that we pretend that this year, this year on HeyJackass.com, just this year, 1,293 shot in Chicago. Yeah. Does Trump, did Trump destabilize it? Because you know what they don't want to tell you? As appalling as that number is, that's an improvement. That's how big of a sewer the city of Chicago is. I understand for all of the limousine liberals, you don't get to see that, right, on Astor Street. Well, and it's interesting that you say the number shot, right? Because the, the entirety of the, the severity, especially of inner city violence, right, is masked by the fact that ER medicine mm-hmm. has gotten so much better over the last 50 years. The amount of shot versus the amount of killed would be a much higher proportion, yeah. you know, say 30, 40 years ago. There's another reason, Macbeth, and I know um, I actually was talking to one of these scoundrels by happenstance, just trying to do my little part, wandered into the store. This is, this is four or five years ago. And I, was, I said, you know, why don't you guys, I mean, what, what, how could you have so many shot? What are you doing? No, we try to maim them. Did you know that, Macbeth? They try to maim the other kid, they're not trying to kill him. They're trying to shoot him in the, below the waist. They're trying to mutilate and maim and cripple. So this is all over drug trafficking. That's what this really is. And what I really like about it is how the new the Illinois and Chicago government is simply trying to get along with the drug dealers. They don't want to cut into their action too much. So that's why they have the, the whole protect the scumbag market well, trying to profit off the pot shops, right? Where you tell all these kids, it's okay. Just smoke a little dope. It's okay. You won't be a scumbag. Right? I mean, so they're trying to coexist. Because what they are, are just what the other ones are. They're just gangsters. That's all they are. They're just transgendering in little tiny suits. And they're more portly than, well, not even, the regular ones are kind of portly too, than gangsters. That's all it is. It's not really that big of a difference. Because they like it like this. And then they can demonize. And she can come on because, you know, Donald Trump is now a Republican, even before he spent 30 years as a Democrat, 30 years giving money to all the Democrats. This is what you built. The Democrat mafia that thrives 
here in the in the headquarters of the Democrat mafia, Chicago, Illinois. And and you know what the best part is? After all of the failure and all of the waste and all of the ghettos that she built and all of the destruction she causes, she will have this job until she decides not to have the job. Patrick, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hello. Uh, listen, uh, I don't understand something. Uh, Mayor uh, Peter Lorre wants to fire a policeman for giving a finger to protesters. But a few days earlier, she told the president of the United States, F you. Yeah. And, I mean, and I, those two things. That's the first time I've seen that in, a, in an actual press conference. Now, I'm not suggesting that they haven't said it since the dawn of time I went amongst back. themselves. I went back and searched <laughs> through Jesse Ventura's uh, uh, press conferences and couldn't find anything. Even the, I mean, I, I'm Because I thought I would find something this as an example. This is this arrogant, condescending, elitist failure socialism that all of these moron, scum, corrupt Democrat mafia politicians practice. See, in her but mind, about- in her twisted mind, in that little boy suit she walks around with, she has moral superiority to Donald Trump. She has moral superiority to you, to me, to anyone that doesn't agree with her corrupt socialism she calls policies. Because it's made her and all of her friends very, very rich. In fact, McBeth, you know what I found striking in the middle of all of the riots? Did you know that the city of Chicago contracted private security? At the initial down payment of $1.2 million, we don't know how much it costs. Do you think Chuck Gowdy, with those Amish wife hips of his, could figure out who the company is that got the contract? What do you say, Chuck, Silver Fox? Or are you more interested in studying a flower, how, how, how fraudulent it is for FTD to deliver flowers and upcharge on Valentine's Day, the moron that he is? I saw that. What an idiot. John. I got nothing against Chuck. I don't like him. Hey, Sean. How are you? How are you tonight? Great Long to talk to you. You too. Uh, you know, I, under, I understand First Amendment rights. You, you know, I, I understand the, the, the right to protest. I'm not even talking about the looters and the rioters. I'm talking about even what the so-called peaceful protesters, as they call them. When do the protesters kind of become a nuisance? You know, like when is it a situation where they're disrupting traffic? They're, they're violating people's rights to go where they want to go. Well, that's more than you know, They're nuisance. forcing exits and streets to be closed. I mean... So, it's nine days, ten days already. I mean, we get the point, whatever well, that point I, is. I'm going to yeah. tell you, I, I think I was hoping to get tired a lot. This is most. This is the most work they've done, half of these people, for ten years. Yeah, you're but allowed to be a nuisance. Here's, yeah, I'm okay with the nuisance. I think where you cross traffic. the road and where you, you, you now are a criminal is when you actually break something. Yeah. I'll even let you stop traffic, to tell no. you the truth. No. All right. There's enough ambulances and, and, but and John, people trying I to mean, get the supplies. To have people. you ever no. seen an, an, an era when the, the, the authority in the city says, I'm not going to charge them with a crime? I'm not going to give them bail. I mean, this is well, what can't this be Tim surprised. Fox We is don't like. even prosecute gun crime. So you just city. let them go. It's a revolving door. So you, you yeah. get arrested, they bring you in, and you're out on the streets. You know again. what it is? That's a tactic for COVID testing. That way they can just test everybody they. <laughs> What about they the arrest COVID? and send it back out? And, and, and this is what I, I said earlier in the show. When a government picks citizens over another citizen, it is yeah. a corrupt government that must be abolished. This is when we cut our ties with the government. I mean, I, I, I'm dead serious. And you know me. You've listened to the show. I'm not a national populist, okay? And I don't support collectivism of any kind, whether it's managed in a Brooks Brothers suit yep. or in an imitation man suit. I don't subscribe to it, and I don't preach it. But when the government is openly saying this citizen is good, that citizen is bad, it is an illegitimate government. That's not anarchy. I am 
that is the example of the founding principles of America. This government has said for the first time in my life that I've ever heard of since the founding of the country, one citizen has priority over another, and they don't even hide it anymore. So, John, we got to at least leave this immediate area. I'm dead serious. Macbeth, I'm going back to Florida. I'm out next Sunday. We got to figure something out. I, 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 I'm sorry, but at this point, in this state, in this sewer county of Cook, in the sewer city of Chicago, if you are not among the privileged, among the protected, among the, the, the government-endorsed citizens, you better figure that out. And you know, I was laughing at drunken stumblebum on Alderman Riley, the scoundrel that he is. He said, you know, uh, I, didn't, I know you want to give more money to the resources, but in my district, which is the downtown district, right. 65% of the revenue, 65 is generated in one district. One district. Yep. You know, I'm an anti-union guy. You know that. But that's the one time I wish the capitalists had a union. And I wish they'd let me to negotiate. Because now we give them the Bronx Tales. Now you, now, now you can't take anything. We're not going to produce it. My offer to you is this, Michael Corleone. Nothing. Don't go to work. All the capitalists in one district, you shut down 65% of the revenue. You're going to shut me down for three months? I'll shut myself down for four. How do you like it now, Lori, in your little man suit? Well, that's sort of like chemo, right? How much healthy tissue do you have to kill to get the cancer to go away? And uh, probably the, enti- the entire organism is who's, the answer. Who's going to help? You're just, you're just dooming yourself anyway. You might as well fight it. Have you seen an Illinois it. Republican in all this? Have you um, seen one? Yeah, I saw a couple uh, suggest some really bad ideas a few weeks ago. I mean, I know they're all excited. They got their video poker rooms open again. But have you seen one? that has come to the defense of the Illinois non-Democrat mafia member of a selected race. I mean, I know the racism that everybody's willing to, to practice is against the white people. That's the racism government fully endorses. I mean, they've endorsed it quietly for the last 40 years. At least now they have the courage to pull it out of the darkness. Dave, thanks for calling the show. Good morning or evening. I just wanted to say that... Uh... When Lori Lightfoot used the term uh, racism to the uh, referring to the comments of President Trump, I think she was using a racist or a, a quizzling dog whistle. Quizzling, of course, yeah. being the treacherous, treasonous person yeah. after the Norwegian uh, prime minister. Hold on, I'm going to carry you over. I didn't realize it was that close to the break, but he's he's absolutely right. It is a dog whistle, and that's how they drum up support to continue the racism. Only this time it's accepted because it's us that that, that, that is the brunt of it. 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. All right, I, I, I still forget to look at the clock. McBeth yells, what are you going to do? Old habits die hard. I'm done yelling. And I cut Dave off a little early. I wanted to get to Dave's point. Dave. Oh, he's back. That's good news. Hello, Sean. How are you, buddy? Yeah, just wanted to say that I uh, reiterate that the um, use of the term that's racist is a, uh, a quizzling dog whistle, quizzling being the treacherous, treasonous prime minister of Norway that uh, sold out to the Nazis. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a, but, the, you know, when, in fact, it's a, basically a leftist technique when they say uh, that's, ra- you know, a racist dog whistle for any point that basically... Uh, a successful argument against leftist well, ideology. 
Are you? Are, yeah, yeah, but are you witnessing those the similarities between the modern day Democrat socialist and the and the nineteen late twenties Nazis? Ever it's, hear of Kristallnacht? Of course. I, there were, did I hear of it? Yeah, we just saw it over the last five days. But yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have heard of it, and that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, ever since the the Democrats revealed themselves to be socialists, the similarities are undeniable, and the fact that Antifa is running under the name anti-fascists when they're demanding fascism, I find beyond rich. Well, what have we said over and it's over? It's Orwellian newspeak. It really, really is. And yeah. you know something, Dave? At least there's more than five or six. I'm telling you, people are starting to pick up on this, Dave. And I just hope it culminates at a time where we can at least prevent them from taking the White House. As much of an anti-collectivist as I am, and as much as I didn't vote for Trump in the beginning, and I'm going to rail against Keynesian policies in the future, the idea that somebody would look at this fraud, failure, corrupt political prostitute in Joe Biden and think this guy should be running the country, can you imagine if this was happening and Joe Biden was the president? Oh, there would be nothing. This would be the uh, riots would be quelled, you know, um, and you know, the, basically the attitudes would be, you know, just said, well, you know, said, and and the laws, would be, the laws created against you and me, Dave, would be fast and furious. The laws created against you and me would be fast and furious. Joe Biden would be talking about how much he supports the prostaters. Did you hear this this part? So when a president stands up and divides people all the time. You're going to get the worst of us to come out, the worst in us all to come out. The president talks, constantly talks about equality without, without lecturing, what? talks about and Come has on. administration that looks like the country and the rest. It changes attitudes. And it's about the attitudes no of the country. He's an do idiot. we want our kids? Do we, do we really think this is as good as we can be? I want my kids to be as rich as your kids. I don't kid. think the vast majority of people right. think that. Yeah. They're probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent oh, of the people out there. They're just not very good people. Yeah. You mean like your brother that killed the guy and got away with it? The vast majority of people are decent. You know that, right? You have to appeal to that and we have to unite people. Yeah. Bring them together. Yeah. like Bring his, them together. Like his brother up, that killed the guy in California and got away with it. Yeah. Or like your drunken stumblebun son that was thrown out of the military for a little bit of a coke problem. You know what, Macbeth? He didn't like cocaine. He just liked how it smelled. His son, who got thrown out, and then what? Within three years, he's got a billion-dollar contract. See, here's the thing, though. We've talked about this a bunch of times. Scumbag. This goes back to just Wait, psychological. Goes back to psychological projection and mass, right? So if Nancy Pelosi is thinking, "Oh man, we really look like crap because of this certain thing," that's what she's going to complain about Republicans for, right? If a racist is marching through the streets. They're going to complain about somebody else for being racist. If somebody is is cheating on their wife, they're going to suspect their wife of cheating. This is psychological projection. It's a very simple, a very simple concept. And you want to know something? And you see it over and over. When those and young over. kids, when their mother and father send them in the store to hand me that sign that says "Black Life Matters," right. those kids are very certain I'm a racist. Of course, because, because their mommy decided and daddy that you don't want to play along with whatever brainwashing initiative they're they're going. Their on. mommy and daddy practicing racism said, "Look at that man. He's white. He must be a racist." Uh-huh. negating the fact of my own life's history, of your life's history, of everybody out there, of your own judgment. Yeah. You don't get to have it anymore. Just these self-loathing, pseudo-intellectual limousine frauds get to have it. And this is the other thing. Stop, stop letting these socialists, these fascists, these Marxists, stop letting them hide behind the word liberal. They're not good enough for it. They're not liberal. 
They're fascists. They'll tell you with every one of their policies they are. Well, they're Shelley, statists. Thank you so much for calling the show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And I'm surprised and happy to hear you now because this is like the second hour of the Liberty Hour. Mm-hmm. I'm a little confused. But well, we I got the name when we only had one hour, Shelly. I don't have the authority the first to change it. Yeah. I don't know when. I didn't know when you changed to two hours. I used to listen to the one hour. Um, I I called because, like you, I'm quite anti-union. However, I have decided that the police unions need to watch out. They need to say in any area, and I want them to start with that. Yeah. Which in Minnesota and any congressman who's doing this, any mayor, just say, you know what, we're gone for six weeks. Whatever happens, happens. They used to call that the blue flu. Chicago's full of it. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing, though, Shelley. Well, Minnesota's city council the radar, already voted to expand the radar. Yeah. You, you do realize, Shelley, they're not going to have to. They, there are there are what is it? The Minnesota Minneapolis, Minneapolis Police Department has has been decided that they are going to be uh, destructuralized. Whatever the hell that means. Washington D.C. Same thing? Yes, yeah, sort of. So that means it'll hit Illinois. But here's the other thing, Shelley. One, a part of me, I agree with you, and I would love it, and I like when they got this new kid who replaced that other donut connoisseur with the mustache from the head of the FOP. They got this new guy now. And he you know, comes out and he says the things we say and we believe. But here's the thing, Shelley. For 100 years, these Democrat union mafia members have been voting Democrat. They're all part of the All of these guys now that now all of a sudden they know right and wrong. For a hundred years, they told their members, you vote Democrat. Whether it's the firemen, whether it's the policemen, whether it's the guys who are paid like neurosurgeons, the street sweepers, or anybody else. My favorite are those guys who operate the bridges. 80000 a year to pretend the bridge operates. These guys all have been voting Democrat to establish this army of foot soldiers of corrupt Democrat mafia members. So you know what? Now you get what you deserve, dummies. You should have been men the whole time and stood up for something. So I agree with you, Shelley, in principle, but the reality is, you know why Chicago is a Democrat mafia hub? Because these union members made it that way. I didn't do it. I don't know anybody in Chicago who did it. It's all of the infrastructure of corruption. I mean, I used to be a contractor. The building code's literally written by unions. In order to be a building inspector in Chicago, you have to be a member of the Carpenters Union. You can't use, say, Romex cable for electricity because the unions wanted everything to be have to be put in conduit. We're one of the only places in the country that does that. My favorite is when they argue against the right to work. Because oh, they know if you had one, you wouldn't hire these morphodites with stretch marks on their earlobes to plug into a socket at McCormick Place for $85 an hour. Well, not only that, but if you got three or four guys who just decide to go out on their own and open a shop and be, and be you know, try entrepreneurs, right, and, and be partners together, then they've got to deal with a whole load of any the first time they hire anybody. They've got to deal with a whole load of red tape from the union. So as, and if you don't join the union, now it's it's almost like if you don't put your Black Lives Matter sign up in your cigar shop, right? Yeah. Now you're you, now you're a problem. Well, we're going to see on Tuesday, because mine ain't going up. They didn't mind your uh, your dues for 15 years, but the second you want to go out and strike Just out on me, your own, now you're a problem. Me and my rubber mallet. And a guy in the back from Afghanistan who may or may not have a twitch. Are you going to have a wooden stake just in case? No, I go out there with the rubber mallet. Some silver bullets? Buddy, I'm... Here's the thing. (laughs) I'm kind of looking forward to it. Here's the thing. I'm disgusted at the collapse of Illinois and Chicago and that scum county, Cook County, with that Grady. Well, see, I'm that's disgusted thing, with it. Right? When but you talk about... I also love it secretly because here yeah. you are. How do you like it? Are you yeah. tired of winning, dummies? Yeah, here's your here's your wonderful government, right? This is this is your savior. It's what you're complaining against. And by the way, 
when you're watching these things, you see how Lori Lightfoot and Tony Preckwinkle just sees the, the police department said, no, we're actually going to back these guys up all of a sudden, right? And, and the reason is because that's the only thing that they have to keep them in power. Yeah. They, Without the police department, you won't see the police department disbanded or defunded in Chicago. Two you'll, women you'll see them handcuffed. Two women that inspired the dimmer switch. I thought they'd be getting residuals from that patent. But that you know, they're they're not going to let go of the one thing that's holding their their grip of power. Of course, not. that's it. And here's the other thing: the more people they get on that welfare system, on that corrupt money train, the longer and more secure their p- position there. That's why Preckwinkle, the failure that she is, she will be the head of Cook County for as long as Pete Silvestri tapes his hair to his head. It'll be there forever. It's a disgrace to me. It really is. I'm disgusted by the whole thing because it's the futility of achieving in this state. And if you have aspirations to continue to do so, you better take a hard listen to what's coming your way. Because the way that they're going to buy off these extortionists pretending to be protesters is by taking from you. That's it. They can only get it from taking from you. Sooner or later, that magic math isn't going to work. You jumped the gun a little early, huh? Uh, no, I hit the wrong button, actually. It's a Pritzker. A little premature. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after these messages. Freedom! Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Failures, Macbeth. Which one do you want to go with? Let's go alphabetically. All right, let's go alphabetically. Bankruptcy. That's pretty good. Bankruptcy's kind of alphabetically. So I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the job number. I know it's not the it's not the as sexy as what we've been talking about, but to me, it's no, kind and also of important. I think anybody who's been listening to this show for long enough knows how we feel about job numbers. Yeah. Overall. See, here's how it works. When the government pays people to work and then presents that job as an asset to the economy, they're liars. It's not an asset. It's a liability. That doesn't mean there isn't value in the job. However, what it does mean is that you're funding it. So here's what happened. $9.2 trillion was pumped into the economy was given to certain companies, and it was given under the guise of, here's some money, please keep your people employed, and if you do that, you won't have to pay back a portion of the money. That's how it was originally given, and what if you spend the money in a way we don't like, we're going to charge you 1%, and what started as six months before the money even hit the account became two and a half years. years. Yeah. Okay, So there was a little deception about nine days ago that not a lot of people are talking about. What that is, is they said, look, if you use 60% of the money we gave you to hire back people you put on furlough or laid off, just 60%, we'll give you all 100% for free. That's what the government said to businesses, big and small, who received the PPPPPPP, right? So they did that, and then people said, well, you know, that's, Something. So I got to just hire people and use 60% of the money and I don't have to pay back the other 40%. And their accountants said, that's right. So guess what they did? They hired back people. Now, did they hire the same people? 
Well, you don't know because those numbers aren't too specific. What if they hired their brothers or their sisters or themselves? They don't have to pay back the money. It's talking about a lot of money out there, man. $9.2 trillion. Federal Reserve was given 4.2, right? Give or take. That means there's a lot of trillions out there we ain't ever going to get back, and we're not even counting on the damn debt. So when you come back and you pump out $9.2 trillion into the economy, and you say, hey, oh boy, we told these people if they hired some of the people back, we wouldn't have to pay them. They wouldn't have to pay us back. Wow, are we surprised by the job numbers. Are you really surprised by the job numbers? I mean, this is the old Monty, three-card Monty. Find the queen. Can you see where it is? And the, the stock market skyrockets. Now, sure, if you have money in the stock market, that's okay. Some guys are back to even. Some guys are close to even, right? Some guys are better than even. But when you factor in the fact that 50% of the country has stock, that's it. 50% of the country has stock. The other 50 doesn't. Who's going to pay? Who's going to pay for that money? You know, the one that we don't pretend, we just pretend it's not even there. Ken, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Hello there. Hi. I uh, want to say hello, and I have a question for you. All right. All right. The president, does he have the authority to protect the United States from foreign soil and domestic, like with all the riots and stuff like that? He does not have the authority right. to that, deploy the military on the American citizen. That's a very interesting question, right? Because the oath that the president takes is in, in every uh, every military officer, as yeah. well as to defend the United States Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. But, but they're not actually empowered with that the, the tools to do that. And here's the other thing. At least not in the modern era. The, all the soldiers take that same oath, right? Yeah. So how are you going to deploy a military against citizens? Oh, it can't be not. done. It, not in no. America. Let's let's put it this way, Ken. No. Could it be done? Listen, there will be enough you believe colonels, they do half of the things they do, Ken? There will be enough colonels willing to march on D.C. Yeah. So you could, hypothetically, maybe you get it out there, but should it be done, I think, is the way the question should be phrased. And in a country that the government is supposed to be subservient to the people, and in a country that pretends, pretends, I say, that everybody who works for the government, who's elected by p- people to run the government, every one of those people swear to uphold a document that none of them care about, could, half of them should the military be deployed against American citizens, even if you don't agree with them? And the answer is unequivocally no. I don't like this any more than you do. I don't want my windows broken any more than you do, but that's up to me to protect them. The idea that I'd call in the Marines to kill these morons that we call protesters these misguided the miscreants. There are there are totally legitimate protests happening, sure. right? And it seems like as soon as the sun goes down, that ends. You don't get and to then, kill them. And then, you know, yeah. Here's the thing, too, Ken. We're a country that is built on objective law, not yeah. subjective law. Yep. All that we, you and I, have seen for the last 50 years is law that's guaranteed, that's meant to be subjective, that's meant to be used as a weapon versus a shield. So we're so far removed and unmoored from what law is supposed to be. We've got these politicians that let companies write laws, right? Anybody think that the the laws I'm complaining about with the money? Does anybody think that Liza Minnelli, Steve Mnuchin wrote the laws? Anybody think that senators wrote the law? No. So the question is, should or can? 
And that's where we got to separate. The, what it should, we should never deploy the, the army against citizens, even if you don't like them. 312-642-5600. Missed it by that much. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. All right. Here we are broadcasting from Moon Over Parador. Isn't it getting like that? Do you remember, remember that movie, Richard Dreyfuss? I, I remember it vaguely. I don't think I've seen it since I was a teenager. It's getting to be like a third world country, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to remember, when I look at things, I don't... First of all, to me, a Republican is just a better educated, better dressed socialist than a Democrat. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just how I view it lately. Right? That's so I do lately. a lot of that. What are you kidding me? I'm going to vote for these morons. So there's a few standouts, right? You could always pick a standout here and there. I was a big yeah. Mike Lee guy. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Yeah. I kind of liked uh, uh, Rand Paul right up until he let the neighbor kick him around like a rag doll. I got no respect for him now. Yeah. Ted Cruz? I never really, you know, I liked him. I was a big fan. Then I found out about the oil and the Get banking. Get the impression and the, he's saying what he you know. thinks you want to hear. So I, I I don't have a party. I don't pretend to have a party, right? Because I'm yeah. a free man. I like I like the principles of Americanism. Well, who, if there was something who's, credible, who's if Nobody. there was a credible element to the Libertarian Party, we'd probably both consider oh, ourselves Libertarian. You, 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 once you let that McAvee, McAvee, yeah, come on, you've lost all credibility. Now, I mean, now question: just fold Does executive up and go privilege home. Uh, regard to subpoenas issued prior to your candidacy for president? I mean, guy was what? It was he indicted on like seven. And here's the thing: capitalism has been so bastardized and so controlled. It's there's two, there's trillions of dollars being funneled to very specific areas of corrupt scumbags. You skipped over the main fact: there is no such thing as capitalism. I mean, it's it really isn't. There is no such thing as unabashed. So in my head, America is just a memory. Yeah. And an ideology that we're never going to get to. I'm sorry. I know it. You know, you probably want the rah-rah. National populism is good. It's not. The only it's way a different you're going kind of failure. Is utter collapse. A little more palatable. That's all it is. But I, I got to tell you the truth, kid. I've said, you've said, I can't imagine Biden makes it to November. He's looking a little shaky. We were saying this in February. Yeah. We're, I, I was saying there's no chance he's there. He's there. Uh, if you're that Lincoln life insurance guy and you sold oh, that man. policy, you know. Colonial <laughs> pens in for right now. I mean, they even let yeah. this guy out of the basement. He can't get through an interview. They have kept him locked in a basement for months. Without a stumble or bumble. Now, I, he's I, been around. He's been out the last few days, I guess. But uh, they have really, really, really managed play, his. Uh, did I play this one that I like where he, uh, you might have? Let me see. Let me see. Because I want to I get where he says. There are probably anywhere from 10 to 15% of the people out there that are just not very good people. Yeah, they work for you. They're lobbyists, they're lawyers, and they're politicians. Those are the 10 to 15% of Americans who are not very good people. Wouldn't it be great if he just pulled a Biden and said, and those are the undecideds? <laughs> and I'm having such a every hard time. time he's on, every time he's on camera lately, dude. Every single time. I'll come out here and tell you right now. Sometimes, you know, if you got to bite the bullet and that's you can sleep with that. Right. Okay, fine. Then sure. bite the bullet and vote. You got to vote. There's one guy, Trump, period. Sometimes. End of story. Yeah. My wife, big Trumper. Okay, vote for him. I'm excited she's voting for him. Me, I'm not going to I'm not going to vote against myself. So I'm going to, you know, smoke a cigar and hit a golf ball. But the idea that there are so-called old conservatives, Republicans that are touting this guy, I can't wrap my head around it. The Jonah Goldbergs, who I used to like. Telling Biden, you see. 
touting Biden. Yeah. The idea that they would come out yeah, and Jonah say, Goldberg surprises me. What happened to you, man? Have you no dignity, no character? Do you not have a principle in your body? The idea that somebody who is not an absolute Saul Alinsky Marxist could say, he's not that bad. You're an idiot. Well, I think a lot of it, honestly, goes to just this personal disaffection with Trump himself. Which, there's, there's, there's a personal so, issue on, on the part of, of some people we know and some people we don't. It's easy not to like him. You got to put it, you know, I get it. Yeah. Did you see when he invoked that? Uh, but it's also easy to be kind of intellectually honest and say, okay, well, this is, this is the only credible option. This is the only reasonable option. You know what? Now, I, the Democrats could, they won't. Because they're idiots and they're they're you know yeah. completely agenda driven. The Democrats could nominate somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, and then yeah. Trump would have a fight on his hands. Yeah, if we're going to there would a- be plenty of reasonable people who don't like Trump who were voting for him because he was the only reasonable option. Who would say now I have another reasonable option? She, sure. Her spending plans are way over the top. Her progressivism is yeah. over the top, but she's not going to ruin the country. Yeah, she looks like a Charlie's angel. If she's we're gonna not going to give the country over to its enemies. Give her the keys. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But the idea that they she would... looks like a cute bride of Frankenstein. I'm telling you, she's like the fourth Charlie's Angels. I'm a big fan. But I will say the idea that Democrats like, Aren't say, Pritzker. Dead? Say Pritzker, for example. What don't you like about Trump? He's just like you, only more successful. Different, I mean, different color. But he's just like you. His policies are almost the exact same. Pritzker's a racist because Trump has darker skin. I'm confused as to why. See, I always believe that Reagan and, 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 and Pritzker had that working democrat that said okay right i'm gonna go you know for this guy yeah i'm concerned this time because unless i i'm optimistic that people will reject this but when you see this kind of a mass movement in this short a period of time when you've had major economic numbers 180 degree changes yeah when you've taken everything that a republican should run in run on and say don't worry we've propped you up with the socialism you hated just six years ago, dude, this could be a horse race. My grandpa was a pretty smart guy, and he once told me, he said, you know, one thing you can count on a large group of people to do is make a bad decision. Yeah. And and that's essentially what you get. Anytime you have a large crowd shouting affirmations at itself, it, it's going to be completely closed off from any sort of free thought. Well, I'll, I don't mean to, to, to play leapfrog on the grandpa, but so, so, Socrates said the same thing, little Socrates. Said the exact same thing. Did he? he basically well, maybe that's said, where my grandpa got it. When you let you know a mob take over where voters used to rule, it's you're you're just buying time before absolute and total tyranny and collapse of a society. And as this is happening to us, isn't this hasn't this become mob rule? I mean, where a gluttonous mob? This is mob rule. I mean, now now it's nice when your mob is in charge, but where's the guy fighting for the independent man in all this? Where's the American ideology principles of the Enlightenment? Of every man has his own little circle of liberty. It's right here on the Liberty Hour. That's where. 312 642 5600. Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. You know, Macbeth, before the show ends, I almost forgot I'd like to thank the Minneapolis Police Department for. Carrying COVID nineteen yeah, face mask requirements, but uh, I mean, last year, what was it? Last week, we couldn't go to a restaurant. You couldn't do anything. Oh, no, if you go get to, if you go to your PO box, you're yeah. killing grandma, and you are an evil person. You didn't care about anybody's life. 
But you're, now, if you if you're not out in the street shaking your fist, well, then you're just a racist I mean, and you it, don't care about anybody's life. But one thing's for Which sure: is it? it's bipartisan agreement that Ugh. the information is nonsense. Absolute Republican nonsense. or Democrat, nobody's buying that COVID stuff anymore. Yeah, it's it's what's interesting is greatest uh, mistake in American history was that response. It really was. What's interesting is that you just you just literally just have you know a week before people the casting thing is a perfect example with the tweets from casting the week before is and, I, and i'll pull it up because i don't I, hypocrisy, I'm, somebody's gonna say i misquoted him okay so i'm gonna pull it up but it's it's not just well believe me casting didn't think of that on his own he played your no, but somewhere but this is the this is the whole you know this is the whole uh premise behind it right and it's it was the new york second. times i believe that first said you know, something supersedes safety. We used to say, yes, it's called life and employment, but apparently it's protest. As right. long as the protest selects a portion of your society that you can practice racism against. Okay, so from April 19th, there are only two things that can happen if you attend or encourage people to attend protests to open up the economy. You get sick with COVID-19 and or you cause someone else to. That's it. You will be liable for deaths. That's a pretty dire statement, right? So here's June 2nd. Here's six weeks later. (laughs) Six weeks later. This is an amazing thread. So great to see many peaceful protesters in small cities around the country, often rural, reminding us that black lives matter there, too. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. He wants everybody to get together in the streets and party like it's, uh, what, 1968? Put in by self-loathing, sexually frustrated housewives all over the suburbs. There he is, Sean Gaston. And they're not all male, or they're not all female. No, I, I those, those those housewives. Quite a bit of them. Are well, male. one thing I just learned from the protests: quite you don't have to have female genitalia to be called a female. I wasn't being selective. A female, female. I well, just you saw don't have some three hundred and fifty pound guy dressed like Karma Miranda as a protester throwing bricks. You don't have to have any genitalia to be regarded anything. You just are what you ever we call you. If you're yeah. a white antifa out there uh, shouting at a black cop, you're you're anti racist. It's the year twenty twenty. You <laughs> tell me what you are, Mister. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, it's, we don't want to name the kid until she gets to about, oh my goodness, I said she. Just think, it's like, come on. Good thing all those people that we know in our own families and throughout history who fought for the idea of American freedom and liberty and principles, yeah. good thing they're all almost gone. Because if they were alive to see this, I think about my uncles and everybody's family that yeah. fought in World War II. Or, well, but there are bright sides. What the sides. hell are you doing There are here? bright sides. People look at 2020 as a as a uh, a dumpster fire, and appropriately so, so far this year, right? But there are bright sides. So basically from the beginning of March through now, you've had a very clear demonstration of who of those people are in your life who are absolute morons and should be written off and disregarded as, as far as any kind of meaningful conversation. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people who are absolutely showing their true colors through this, and that's a you know public service you can't buy with money. So I was watching a, on the plane uh, a documentary on the Weather Underground. Burnaby I always like to watch like plane crash movies on planes. What's the other guy's name? The, 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 the swashbuckler with the earring, the guy that threw a bomb at the party. No, the guy, the, the weatherman, mm-hmm. underground. Weatherman, I can't think of Oh, the name. weather underground. Oh, uh, uh, Bernadine uh, Dorn and her husband. Uh, Ayers. Hey, Bill Ayers, Ayers. There it is. So I'm watching this, right, and they catch up with him. And the, and the documentary is like 2002, I think it is. Or it's right around there. And you see all the lives, how they went on. These, these people who blew up things, they killed one of their friends, died in a bombing. They were, you know, the staples the, of the academia. Terrorists. They were American terrorists. And you look at them today, they're all academics. They're all on teacher 
pensions. They're all multimillionaires. And you think about these low-life protesters and all the damage they do. It'll be fun in 30 years as they are now the captains of Wall Street. That's what I predict. The hypocrisy of a socialist knows no bounds. I've had a great time on the Liberty Hours. See what we did there? We take some criticism. We'll be back. It'll be taped next week, but the week after life. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.